Welcome to the Billion Dollar Movie Club. You get it? That's a reference to the movie. It's a reference to the movie. Is it? When, 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 when she goes down the elevator and she's practicing what she's going to say to the people and the elevator opens and she goes, welcome to Jurassic World. Crazy. It's a terrible moment. Hello, welcome to the Billion Dollar Movie Club. I am Christian Masinson and with always is... With always, it is Pawan Mehta. Hey, Pawan, what happens on this podcast? Uh, we talk about movies. They made some money. Made uh, made multiple commas. Multiple commas worth. Sure, multiple. Some may say three commas worth of money. Yeah. That's how we measure money nowadays. <laughs> Uh, today, today we're we're talking about. Uh, Hold on, Juan! Breaking news! <laughs> breaking news! Oh, All right, oh. what's this going is on? Something unusual for the podcast. I got a text that looks like a spam text. Let me put my phone in airplane mode. Because <laughs> this was is that the breaking stuff. news you got no, a text. This is important. I, stuff, I, right? I understand that it is rare that you get a text, Miss Henson, but I wouldn't call that breaking news. To put this into context, <laughs> it is the year twenty twenty one. Most movie theaters have been closed for a year. Not much news has been coming in the, in, in the box office news. However, over the weekend, something major happened. So major that it really isn't that major. But in this realm, it is. It is from Yahoo Finance. I gotta love that good old Yahoo. Sunday, March 14th, 2021. Oh, that's your birthday. Yeah. It's a birthday present for you. On your birthday, 44th greatest billion dollar film of all time, Avatar reclaims title as highest grossing film. Blockbuster movie Avatar has retaken the highest grossing film of all time spot thanks to its re-release in China. Good. Crazy. It's great. Really random. I saw I another mean, headline that's it's like, deserved. Oh. I saw another headline that's like, oh, it's probably going to widen its gap. Just like, yeah, because Endgame's not playing anywhere. That's how it works. That's how money works. Money talks, bro. It goes. Right, right, right. Oh, wow. <laughs> money talks just like Velociraptors, it seems like. Yeah. So, congratulations, Jimmy C., James oh, Cameron, yeah. and the cast and crew of Avatar. Just a reminder that the world. Surprisingly, is excited for Avatars through two through five. Uh, yes, I am. I am world. Juan, I know you think the world revolves around <laughs> you, but that doesn't mean you're the world. <laughs> so that was the breaking news for this week. Tune in next week. Will there be more breaking news? Probably not. <laughs> Listen, but- we we give you the straight dope here here on a uh, billion dollar movie club. We we tell it like it is, all right. Mm-hmm. Not not much is happening with movies, as uh, Ms. Simpson said earlier. So this is probably going to be an anomaly for our first season. Well, you know what did happen in movies? A theme uh, park called Jurassic <laughs> World opened. Yeah, Jurassic World is this week's film. It opened domestically on June twelfth, two thousand fifteen with a budget of $150 million. Now, Pawan, hold on to your seats. M- multiple seats? Yes, hold uh, on to your let seats. Let me get a second one. All right. The film opened domestically to a total of $208.8 million, a worldwide total of $524.4 million. 
it is it was the largest domestic and worldwide opening ever for any movie. Oh no, my seats are shaking. Wow. I can't handle them. And it's Thank you for the warning. Weekend, it's second weekend. It grossed 106.7 million, the highest grossing second weekend ever for a movie. It would go on to be number one for three weekends until it was de- dethroned by Inside Out. Odd anomaly, that was Inside Out's third weekend at number one uh, at the box office. It, it obviously wasn't their third weekend at number one because no, Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Obviously, people care more about dinosaurs than emotions. This is from Nancy Tartaglione. I hope I copied and pasted your name right. At deadline, June 22nd, 2015, Jurassic World sets a record for fastest climb to $1 billion global box office. Blah, 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 blah. The dinosaurs will officially cross $1 billion at the global box office today. That makes it 13 days for Indominus Rex to reach the milestone. Faster than any film in history and faster than Universal's own Furious 7, which was the previous record holder, having gotten there in 17 days. Jurassic World would go on to grow $652 million domestically and $1.671 billion worldwide. To put in perspective, it is the highest grossing film to not cross the $2 billion mark. At the time, was the third highest grossing worldwide and domestic. Currently, number eight domestic and sixth worldwide. Pawan, what happens if you were to visit this theme park? What happens is your parents might be getting a divorce. And uh, they, they're like, you know what? We got to deal with our shit. So uh, we're going to send you to hang out with your aunt that you haven't seen for many years. Trust me, she'll be a good parent this time. And then she's like, oh, I'm too busy with my park to deal with you children. And like, you just be like, all right, I guess I I have no family anymore. So I got to just enjoy this nice park. And then, oh, no, they went too far with the park. And now there's new dinosaur they made that's destroying everything. Man, this park really ain't worth visiting. And uh, then, uh, yeah people die um you get closer with your aunt because as soon as you might die she's like i gotta be a maternal figure and then it's just like yeah maybe i want kids now and the, and that's what you learn by visiting jurassic world <laughs> i think it's incredible that you described the entire movie not one mention of chris <laughs> pratt which we will get into later uh, I've never seen this movie before. No. I forget. Have you seen this? No. Uh, I I'll be honest. I expected to go in hating it. I didn't. It was fine. I had some fun. There was dinosaurs. That's it. <laughs> uh, I'll say this is the third dinosaur movie we've watched in this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it took three movies to get dinosaurs fighting dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I forgot the second movie for a second because, again, it was like a two-hour and 50-minute movie, and they're there for, like, what, five minutes as background characters? Hey, it's the age of extinction. All right. So going back to Jurassic World, like, 
I started watching this movie and then like it opens with these two kids and one of them's like, actually, that's the, 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 the kilometers apart. And I was like, oh, he's going to be one of those. Juan, uh, let me interject a fun fact. All right. The little kid in this movie, same little kid from Iron Man 3. He did look familiar. <laughs> Random. But like in, in this movie, you could tell it was like, he had one of those roles as like, oh, he's smart and he's like cute because he's smart and he's a child. But really, it's annoying. He's, it's he, so annoying. He's the precocious yes. little child. If this was made in the early 2000s, he'd be played by Dakota It's like, it, if, they, if this movie didn't have dinosaurs and it was focused on that child, it would be called The Book of Henry. And it does exist. <laughs> did Colin Jarreau did... Because oh my god, he did. <laughs> right? <laughs> Director Colin Trevor. I don't know if I mentioned that early in the earlier breakdown. He I, um, I, I think, think I've he seen did. Any of his movies. Did did he also write that one? I I don't know if he he's the writer on Jurassic World. Uh no, no, no that was Greg he? Hurwitz was the writer of the uh, Book of Henry. Yeah. But he did direct Book of Henry, yes, right? Yes, he did. He he was uh, Colin Trevorrow was was the writer of Jurassic World. Hmm. Hmm. Safety not guaranteed. I forgot that. Uh, it seems he's I, a I, fan this movie of precocious children. I I remember we mentioned with the first Jurassic Park, right? Uh, how it kind of just ends. And this movie really does try to create some sort of arc with the familiar familial characters, and 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 you start off with you start off with the kids and their parents, and then you ha you end with them reuniting. But like, it's so half-assed. It feels <sighs> it's so randomly sudden when when the the parents who for some reason decide. Oh, sending them to this theme park by themselves will help our marriage. Uh, they say bye to the kids. And then the dad goes, well, there goes our last family breakfast. It's over. Like, as soon as the kids come back, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And then they randomly... I don't know what's with the Jurassic Park movies and this fascination with with the parent-child relationship. So with this movie, it feels like they were trying to, like, they were doing, like, a, a sort of rebootish sort of thing where they were, like, trying to follow some of the plot points of the original. Sure. And that included the fam, the cool. human interactions. You never saw two or three, right? No. So I was reading a little about them after watching World. Give me one second after burp. I apologize. So they have children in danger in two and three as well. Hmm. Jeff Goldblum's the lead in two. He has a daughter, which I guess he kind of mentioned in the first one. And she sneaks onto the island or something. And three, they're like, hey, Sam, Neil, we need you to help us save our children. So for some I reason... Mean I guess the thing is, like, children are goods are an easy sense of, oh, no, peril. But, like, you know there's nothing that's going to happen because these movies are PG-13. I guess. 
and it's like a thing where it's like oh no the adults have to be like we gotta do this now because children danger sure i will say shout outs to uh judy greer and andy buckley who are the parents uh they're both great. Oh, that person actors who pop up in a bunch of wonderful things. Uh, I mean, Judy Greer is, isn't she always like the uh, beleaguered mom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she does it well. I just, I would just, I finished the, uh, the Jim Carrey show Kidding recently. She's awesome in that. Uh, I'm looking at, she, I forget she's in the Ant-Men. Yeah, she she's was the beleaguered wife. mom in that one. Did you know? And I always forget this. She's in the Planet of the Apes movies. She does mocap for one of the apes. I mean, I've only seen each of those movies once. So, like... That's really cool. Uh, and then the dude uh, is David Wallace on uh, The Office. I don't know if you ever watched the, the Office. Yeah. He pops up and stuff all the time. And then the older son, Nick Robinson. Wait, what? Uh, wait. Are you trying to figure out who Nick Robinson is, or are you just shocked that it's Nick Robinson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Nick Robinson which, we talking? Which white guy? Yeah. Is there another Nick? Uh, Love, Simon. Okay, okay. Because I thought we were talking about a YouTuber for a second. And no. it's like, I know that's definitely not the case, but I just need to make sure. <laughs> I will say, I looked on Wikipedia. There's a page asking for which Nick Robinson you may be referring to. It's a journalist, a paper folder, a rugby union. English actor, American actor, historian, game programmer, bishop, mayor, and basketball. Nice. Wait, not basketball player, just basketball. Listen, sometimes you need to name your basketballs. Yeah, and like you know. they gain infamy because like that's the one that won the World Series. So there's <laughs> a reference to something? Whoa. I can't I believe you, you the, what World Series is baseball. Okay. <laughs> it threw me off for a second, so I thought you were referencing something. No, yeah, I was I, just going off on a tangent. I didn't like the kids in this movie. They were there. The the old the older kid <laughs> reminded me a lot of that uh that one movie that was like that was filmed at Disney World. The Florida like, Project? No, no, no. It's called like Escape from Tomorrowland or something like that. Filmed at Disney World. Yes. What is this? Is this a Escape studio film? Tomorrow. No, no. This was like guerrilla filmmaking. They're like, you know, they could have shut us down because Disney wouldn't want us to make this movie. Huh. And like for half of the movie, the dad is just like perving on these, uh, teenagers and just following them around well one of the sentences i see on this uh wikipedia page is it has been compared to the work of roman polanski so that sounds right and like the just the way that uh your your boy nick was interacting with all the women that he came across it reminded yeah. me a lot of uh that dad in that movie that bothered me <laughs> Because he, he has he literally a girlfriend. just stared at them. Wait, yeah. what? He has a girlfriend in the beginning. Does he? He's he's outside while they were getting in the car, and he's with this girl, and he's like, "Oh, I'll talk to you later." And he's texting her when they're watching the water dinosaur, and he's also just like 
trying to hit on all the girls around him. I mean, is he hit, trying to hit on them or is he just staring at them? He's, either trying, looks- to hit, he's either trying to hit on them or he's just creepy. They're I mean, creepy he is just way. creepy. Like, he, he isn't saying anything to these women. He's just I, looking at them being like, I assume yeah. he's either trying to be suave and, and get them attractive suaveness, or he's coming with the plan to, to attack. <laughs> to pounce. I'm sorry, this film's about predators. Of the animal kind. The dino kind. You know, um, just just for... Uh, just to see what, we, what the critical consensus was. Uh, I, I hopped on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know how I ended up on Rotten Tomatoes specifically, but like I looked on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie. And like one of the reviews was like, we don't come to Jurassic World for up-to-date gender role, <laughs> gender understanding. <What? laughs> we come for dinosaur fights and we get dinosaur fights. <laughs> well, on that note, I do want to bring up this thing on the Wikipedia page I saw under controversies no wait was that no oh no sorry just under critical reception um one of my favorite moments of this movie has been uh maligned is that the word i'm looking for i guess several news publications noted the violence of zara's death scene with some reviewers expressing concerns about sexism or misogyny in the film's handling of the franchise's first notable depiction of a woman being killed on screen which is an odd thing I was not prepared to to read about. I mean, if anything, it kind of reminded me of that scene in Rampage. The the Dwayne Johnson movie? Yeah. What's the scene in Rampage? I've never uh, seen it. There's like one scene where like the villains like, you know, villaining and then like <laughs> one of the big 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 animals is just like no. And then you just see it like from the mouth it's just like falling. <laughs> Well, that's my thing with this scene that I is is the reason why I think I enjoy this movie. Usually, it doesn't work, but like, it's so dumb, yeah, and ridiculous that you're like, it is a pterodactyl grabbed her, a pterodactyl, and now another pterodactyl grabbed her, but now she's dropped in the water, and oh no, the water wait, the water dinosaur is not there. The pterodactyls came under the water and attacked her, and then the giant dinosaur fish came and ate them it, it, it's it's like a kid playing with action figures it's like and and then this happened and then and then that happened <laughs> like and then it went from there and it just went that's just, <laughs> i feel like this movie is on the verge of fast and furious levels of wackiness and just pure belief in its wackiness i don't think it's fully there but it's almost there and so i had fun with it and I think maybe I could see the problem with that character if, like, she was a character. Yeah. She had, like, three lines. It, it, listen, she failed those kids by not paying attention to them. She did. And, you know, when you fail kids, you have to die. Yeah. Unless you're blood-related, then it's okay. <laughs> Thankfully, if you think about it, we're all related to some kids somehow <laughs> by blood. No, no, but like if you fail other people's kids, then that's no good. Thankfully, if you go far back enough, we're all related. <laughs> no. 
Some of us came from space, Masensen. Yeah, the space inside your mom's tummy, right? Yeah, we, we came out belly buttons. As someone who was born through a C-section, uh, I assume they cut open the belly button. I don't know how that works. <laughs> As I said, I was like, do I want to go with this joke? How does that work? Listen, if, if you're if you're one of them surgeons or like people who deal with births and do C-sections, email us. Let us email know us. what's going. Let us hit know them, what's up. Hit them with that email address, Pawn. <laughs> uh, billion underscore dollar underscore movie dollar underscore <laughs> club at gmail dot aol dot instagram dot uh dot com. <laughs> and then just just to reiterate, Pawn, and give it to them one more time. <laughs> billion underscore. Dollar underscore movie underscore a club underscore at <laughs> gmail dot aol dot uh dot com. Remember that's two dollar scores right there. Oh back to the movie. Oh, we just got so sad when we, I was like, let's get back to the movie. And like, oh, we oh, wait, I was just checking something. Never mind. Um, it shocks me that Chris Pratt is the lead in this movie. Is he? He's in, the, he's in front of all the promotional material. He is first billed in the cast. Well, and he does he's man-man. But he does nothing in this movie. It's not no offense to Chris Pratt, who seems fine. I, I usually enjoy his work, but like his character is so empty and and just there to be cool by what he does rather than what he what what he is. I mean, the one scene where we got a good amount of his personality, I I was like, no, just this scene does not need to be. Is that when they first uh, interact in the movie? Yeah, I did not like that. They have no chemistry together, the two of them. <laughs> Do you want do you want to do this here or in my bungalow? <laughs> what was the exact line? It was like, do you wanna what was the word? Oh, it wait, are you talking about everyone has to eat, sleep, and and no 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 no. I was talking about the one that was like where she's like, we need you to look or like it was a specific word. It was where it's like remember. we need your expertise on the new dinosaur. It's like, do you want me to do that here or in my bungalow? <laughs> I don't remember, but that sounds dumb. You know what? Now I'm going to look it up because it's bothering you me. You go. And I'm, I'm going to go off on how, like, Chris Pratt is there to just save the day and nothing else. There's no arc for the character. There's, there's no real traits to the character. He's not even, like, a cool kind of overconfident or, or, or like, a ladies' man. He's just there. And and I I never liked the 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 relationship that the film was trying to hold at the center. I found there to be no chemistry between the two. I don't know if that's the actors or just the writing or right. or back back to this bungalow thing. I was expecting it to be a big word so he could be like, "Ooh, let's do that at my bungalow." It's he, just consulting. It's just consult. I'm so do you want to consult so here? Or do you want to consult in my bungle? That's he knows what that word means. He knows what it means. He can't be that stupid of a character. 
He can't be that stupid because Pond, did you know he's in the Navy? He was in the Navy. Oh, did you know he was in the Navy? Did you know he was in the Navy? But like, he's like, consult in my bunk. I, I can't get over how stupid it is because it's just, it's just like the epitome of like frat, frat guy humor. And it's just like, you're better than this. You were in the Navy. Why are they a couple? What do you mean? They had, they had a one date that didn't go well. Yeah. That's it. But but the thing is, the way she was dealing, she was like, her maternal instincts kicked in and she's like, oh, I need to find mate. This man is here. Oh, yeah. Because that's how women work, right? That was completely unnecessary for her, for her as well. <laughs> like, she could just be doing this job. But no, her sister has to shame her. <laughs> yeah. Her sister's like, oh, you don't have kids. My marriage is ruined right now, but you you don't have kids. You know, that's the other thing that got me so much is like that conversation on the phone where she, she was just like, you're not hanging out with my children. And then she's just like, yeah, I'm busy at work. And it's like, and then Judy Greer's character is just like, yeah, you don't have kids yet. And she's like, I'm not going to have kids. She, she's like, you don't have kids yet. And she's like, I don't want kids. And then she's like, You'll warm up to it. What What about the conversation you're currently having makes you think that's going to happen? She's literally neglecting your children right now. And you're like, you're going to like kids. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. Why? I feel like if anything, if you wanted to talk about the treatment of women in this movie, it would be Bryce Dallas Howard's character, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who Chris Pratt goes, oh, you're not going to last a minute in those heels. And so she unties her jacket, uh, undoes her jacket and ties it around her waist. And now she can run in the forest. Yeah, because now she's she's uh, showing a little bit more skin. So it's like she's ready for combat. She runs so awkward throughout the entire movie. She because she's like, in heels. She runs like she shit her pants and she doesn't want it to fall out. She's in heels. Why is she in heels? Because she's still wearing her work attire. You can be businessy with flats. No. Can you not? No, not if oh. woman. And you know what, what line bothered me more than it should have? Which? When they're in the car, right? Mm -hmm. and the kids are like oh can we stay with you forever and she's like oh yes 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 and the kids are like oh no we meant him they haven't seen him do anything cool yet they saw her shoot a dinosaur him almost get killed by a dinosaur yeah but he's got muscles <laughs> I want to see Chris Pratt try to run throughout this movie in heels shout out to Bryce Dallas Howard who I, I'll be honest, I, I I don't think I've seen her in anything where I'm like, oh my god, she's incredible. But I think that just I haven't seen too much of her stuff. Um, she's randomly the mom in Rocket Man. Hmm. She's Taryn Edgerton's mom in Rocket Man, which feels weird. But yeah, she 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 gets a a pretty not great role in this, but she she she's she does solid work. She's one of those actresses who's like. Not knocking her as an actress, but like you could tell Hollywood has a type for like certain roles, and like it's like her Jessica Chastain and 
like they're the ones it's like oh we couldn't get one of them let's get the other one i thought you were gonna bring up the fact that she's you know ron howard's daughter oh but now she's she's like moving into directing now and people like her when she did mandalorian so like oh good for you you do your thing hopefully hollywood will give you better stuff to do or you you create more stuff but like you know she's like an example i think of when i think when i think like yeah hollywood very much typecasts people and it's just like they got like two or three people that are like big names that they're like oh we can't get one let's get the other one. Oh, the joke is that bryce dallas howard jessica chastain amy adams and isla fisher are all the same person yeah exactly and it's just you know what typecasting we're, we've moved past it let's let's just not let's get over it it's done all right, Bon. I want you to lead us over the over the hump that is typecasting. All right, guide us through it. How do we get over it? Uh, you you just like uh decide to have a character, and you're like, you know what? Maybe it doesn't have to be like, oh, she's she looks exactly like this. <laughs> Thank you, Bon Meta, for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting when I set you up for that. I'll be honest. Uh, Another moment it, that, that uh, irked me a little bit, hearkening back to our previous episode hearkening. in this franchise where uh, I, I brought this up. There okay. was there was that conversation in like the control room where um, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard was chastising uh, that one guy for wearing a Jurassic Park shirt. Jake Johnson, right? Yeah. And then she's like, people died there, man. And it's like, I, in my head, I'm thinking, if if that was in such poor taste, why are you keeping the first half of that name for your new park? <laughs> that is a good point. We're, we're going to come we know, back to this later. We know that Jurassic is the incorrect time period for this. <laughs> as Damn it, I was going to br- come back to that later. <laughs> we'll bring it up again later, but as previously discussed in episode... 18, 16, 14. Feel free to email us which episode that was. Yeah, but what was that email? What was the email? (laughs) underscore dollars underscore clubs underscore at movie gmail doc URST hyperlink go. Yeah, just insert any hyperlink in the middle there and it'll be fine. Why? Oh, I will say, uh, one of the things I liked about this movie, because I, I actually didn't know too much about the cast or anything. It was it was a fun, oh, this person's in it. Oh, that person's in it. Because, you know, we, we've discussed uh, the family. We discussed Jake Johnson briefly. Lauren Lapkus, I enjoy. Uh, she was wonderful in Orange is the New Black, and is, oh, I find in random stuff all uh, all the time. Uh, I didn't realize Vincent D'Onofrio was the villain. Oh, yeah, he's the guy that's like, I'm military, and I think dinosaurs should military. And I'll be honest, his character confused me a lot, but he himself was good. Uh, I, B.D. Wong shows up again from the first one. Uh, he has... Uh, I oh, didn't, yeah, he was in the first one. The 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 unit that's sent to kill the dinosaur and then this guy, find out that it's uh, camouflage during this scene. And there's the one Asian dude who's like, 
the dinosaur can camouflage. You know, that dude is um the villain from Tokyo Drift. Brian T. Good for you, Brian T. I mean, he could he should have drifted better. That's all I'm saying. He should have. He should have. He should have pulled out the car and drifted and thrown off like on, on, off on his car. grandpappy's honor. He he messed it up. Shame. It's a shame. And uh shout outs to Irfan Khan. Yeah. I, f- I forgot he died recently. Oh, he did? Yeah, 2020. Damn. Was it was it the thing? Um that killed a lot of people recently. Started receiving treatment for a colon infection. He died the following day from the infection. Damn. Oh, he was also apparently in Inferno. Yeah, he's he's probably one of the like in the same ilk of Judy Greer being like, hey, that woman. He's like, hey, that Indian man. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm looking. I forgot he was in Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, there's a couple of like, oh, that Indian dude. Yeah. These days. Oh, he's the adult pine life of pie. I forgot about that. Like, bruh. We got like one of the big, big hitters on New Amsterdam. It's like you're really wasting one of the great Indian actors on New Amsterdam. Is that a TV show? Yes. Never heard of that show. It's a doctor show. Because of course it is. Of course there's an Indian on the doctor (laughs) show. I'll be honest. I say, of course, I don't know if ER ever had an Indian on it. (laughs) Or Grey's Anatomy. Maybe they did. I don't know if they did. It's like, yo, you got a new pump here. And you're making him be like, oh, this this woman's attracted to me because she's formed this an attachment. Dude. Yeah. This dude, <laughs> he's the daddy in the big sick. And I swear I see him everywhere now. Yeah. Like, was, I think the big sick was like his uh, thousandth uh, like role or something like that. He's he's put in a lot. Yeah. I was I was aware that he was big um, from in India when he did big sick. But then I'm like. Oh, you're in Silver Linings Playbook? I forgot, and you're awesome in that movie. Huh. Yeah. He's great. He's great. Too bad he's not in this movie. I mean, Irfan Khan is fun. Oh, he's he's great. He's great. (laughs) There was just the fact that he was like, I can drive the helicopter. (laughs) There was a second when he's introduced, I'm like, wait. Was he in the first or or maybe was he in a sequel? They talk about him like he's an established figure and they threw me off for a sec. But yeah, he he's fun. He had a wild death scene, I'll say that. You know what? I I, I like the planting and payoff with that, where like <laughs> when he was initially driving the helicopter to showcase, like, yeah, I'm working on my pilot's license. They were like, birds! And like he he almost fucked up because of birds, and then it's like dinosaur birds. That's where he went too far, you know. Them pterodactyls. Also, the one thing that actually annoyed me a little bit about the pterodactyl design: hmm. why did it look like they had T Rex heads? Did they? I didn't Some of them looked like they had T Rex heads. It's like they were you that lazy, or like were you? Come on. Like, make them look like their own dinosaurs. I will say they made up a bunch of dinosaurs in this movie. Did they? I found 
It, ooh, it felt like a lot. I found that sometimes the effects didn't look that great because there were so many dinosaurs on screen. Hmm. Um, eventually, it was like, okay, you're you're good now. But like, especially early on, I found, and and it lacks this film in comparison to the first one lacks the tangibility that I feel like the first one had. Uh, not just with the dinosaurs, but even like with the theme park, I was like, oh, I feel like I get a sense of where I am. I I understand the trail a little bit, and I get a sense of the fauna, the fauna and scenery, and I I I. I the first time the theme hits in this movie, I think, is when wait the kids did, get to. Did you just park. say that you get a sense of the trail, and then you said fauna? Yeah, it's not the fauna. Isn't that like <laughs> what is fauna? Is the animals? I think. <laughs> I always thought fauna was like. The the region and, and the plants and stuff. The no, life, I flora is the plant life. Well, you learn something new every day. See, I tried to use an SAT word, and I failed. No, 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 no. It's it's this isn't a failing situation. This is a learning opportunity. Wow, that you, you had, and some viewers might have had, or some listeners might have had. Thank you, Juan. I'm going to take this. Can I tell something I found on the internet the other day? Sure. I was on Reddit and they posted this thing of, uh, I forgot what subreddit it's supposed to be. On the homepage, it was like uh, this podcast where they're talking about wind turbines. And this dude realizes that uh, they're not meant to cool down the earth. Like he thought they were giant fans that like help with global warming by cooling down the earth. Honestly, like in an indirect way, he's he's not wrong. And then, and then with the other guy because, who's in the podcast, the other guy is like, "Oh, what do you think? They just put them up there and put them on three, and then they they turn around, they oscillate." They oscillate. <laughs> and then it was a really pure moment when they just laughed at him for a while, and then he looked it up on his phone and was like, "You know what? I learned something today." Yeah, and that's just what happened with us with Honda. How did we get here? Uh, you you mistook flora for fauna. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's the the first time the 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 main theme hits in this movie is when the kids get to the theme park, and it's this flying shot that goes and is like, whoa, how large the the theme park is. But like, it, it meant nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, because like. Every time they had that sort of like wide shot that's showing the theme park, it's literally only the area where it's like the main square where the hotels or like the restaurants were. Yeah. It wasn't the actual park. No. And it was like one block. <laughs> it's like we, we know it's on an island. So like that's that's not that impressive. One 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 block. You know what bothered me about the park? What? How often I saw saw Starbucks. There, there was Starbucks. Yeah, on the block, one of the stores, and you know what was next to that? What? A Pandora. What? Who's oh, buying I remember jewelry? That. I remember Who's that. buying jewelry? Jewelry. Jewelry. Whilst staring at dinosaurs. Uh, they could get dinosaur jewelry. Boom! Fuck, That's the only right. place to get it. You're right. <laughs> 
You're right. Danny. Do you want a necklace that looks like a brachiosaurus where it's like it goes all the way down your chest? <laughs> Damn, you're right. Only at Jurassic World. <laughs> Whoa, I could totally hear Jimmy Fallon saying that. <laughs> Which is the weirdest cameo. I've seen in any of these movies that we've talked about in this podcast. You know, it was a funny moment, but it kind of broke my immersion that like in the training video of like, oh, this is how these vehicles work. They had kept the gag of him messing up. It's like they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't wouldn't keep that in the video. They wouldn't. (laughs) I think they they focus too much on the video. That it took you took us out of the immersion. Well, because they look, they booked Jimmy Fallon. They gotta use the Jimmy Fallon. Hey, they barely used Judy Greer. You don't have to use <laughs> Jimmy Fallon if you're not using Judy Greer. It's kind of like uh, I think it was in Pirates Five or something. I heard where like they got one of the rock stars to play uh, one of the like dead pirates or like aging pirates. So they just have like a three or four minute scene with Johnny Depp talking to this man. I think that's in one of the pirates we watched. No. Really? I'm looking it up now. I think it might have been like Mick Jagger or something. I looked up it's it's the dude giant Depp based uh Jack Sparrow on, and I, I can't oh. remember uh who it was that he based it off. He, Keith Richards. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, because all the kids in the audience watching Pirates of the Caribbean know who Keith Richards is. Oh, it's in Pirates Pirates 3, which you didn't watch, right? I watched it, though. No, no, no. There was another scene in, like, one of the, like, more recent movies after the trilogy where, like, it literally just stayed in a conversation with those two for way longer than it should have. Here's the thing. Was it Paul McCartney? It might have been Paul McCartney. Fuck, you might be right. Because <laughs> I would say maybe it was in Pirates 4 and we literally just forgot. That feels so specific, yet it feels like it might be true. Oh, it's Dead Man Tell No Tales, but yeah, it is. Yeah. And then it's it like is. a three or four minute scene where it's just like, look, it's this guy. And it's like, they're not saying who it is. So like all the children in the audience are like, what's this scene here for? <laughs> Wait, I need to share you uh, with you the this poster that revealed Paul McCartney. Uh, for those of you listening, check out the video podcast where I share this picture with Paul. Paul, are you ready to see Paul McCartney and Pirates of the Caribbean? Me. Dead men tell no tales. He just looks like Jack. <laughs> yeah. So like, so, oh my oh, god! So he many plays people a pirate mu- named Jack. <laughs> so many people must have been confused watching that scene. It's like, why is this here? Why is this here? <laughs> well, you know, they could all—they only got Kieran Knightley for like two minutes of that movie. They needed another Brit, I guess. Like the the other thing is that was like one. I guess they had to. They were like, we can't have a movie shorter than two hours, guys. It just can't be done. Is it not? I thought that one is. But it's close to two hours, if not at two hours. Pirates five. 
I forgot Javier Bardem's in this. <laughs> two hours and nine minutes, so maybe it's two hours with uh without the credits. So like, they, like they they had to like stretch it out. It's like we can't have a pirates movie be less than two hours, guys. I like that we this can't. episode of the podcast has turned to us just talking about other movies. <laughs> I mean, well, okay, what's there? To, there's there's a dinosaur in the water, but it's like, which I would call upon like, oh, historical accuracy. Dinosaurs were only land creatures. The the ones that were in water and that were in the air were not actual dinosaurs those were other animals that existed during that time but you know what they were like oh we spliced multiple animals dna so this isn't an original dinosaur we made an underwater dinosaur it's like oh okay i guess still kind of cool like i'll be honest so much stuff in this movie i'm like okay i know this is dumb but it's really cool I mean, I remember the trailers focusing so much on that dinosaur hmm. that it cool feels dinosaur. underutilized in relation to how much it was in the trailer. Well, how are you going to have a water animal on land all the time, Juan? Think about it. Uh, moving tank. <laughs> you should have saved that. You should have <laughs> saved that for later. I'll bring it up later. <laughs> There's just wheels on the tank. But like little tiny wheels. Like casters. <laughs> Just like tiny casters. <laughs> but yeah, I think one of the dumbest things in this movie is also its greatest asset. It is the fact that they've invented this dinosaur, added DNA from other animals, and they're like, we're not telling you what animals are in this dinosaur. So that they could pull whatever they want out of their yes. ass in the moment's done. <laughs> I don't know if it's lazy, but it's incredible because they're like, now it can camouflage. <laughs> sure. We're, we're going to come back to this later. We can go to it now. I don't have No, any- no, no. I, 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 got, I got an idea for this okay. later. Because the only thing I have with the DNA is like, it has Velociraptor DNA. When I'm like, oh, why? Again, that also felt like another aspect of this movie that was like so hyped up. And it was just like, wow, they really just brought, like, we're like, yeah, it's going to happen to be like, wait, nope. Wait, they they kept mentioning that had Velociraptor DNA? No, no, the Velociraptor and, like, the bike with them riding yes. together. That is the poster. My thing is, like, did they really think four tiny dinosaurs will kill one superpowered dinosaur by itself? <laughs> Listen, those are scrappy little fuckers, all right? Yes, but this dinosaur part, what was it? Stingray, part red-eye tree frog, part buffalo maybe even? Who knows? It just it never made sense, especially when Vincent D'Onofrio was like, all right, let's use these velociraptors to fight the big dino. Well, I'm like, okay, you're I mean, a man. If, listen, if they had all four of them, in that fight at once, it would have been over. Did they not? Oh, no, there's the one that's blown up before, right? And then he comes back later. That's After the, the other three are up. dead. That's not the one that's blown up. No, no, no. Okay, so when they start that fight, there's three yeah. of them. Yeah. All three of those are incapacitated. And then later in the scene, when the T-Rex comes, there's a fourth one that shows up with the T-Rex. 
No, I think one of the uh, one of the three is knocked out and then comes back up. Because the fourth one was hit with a bazooka. Listen, he shrugged it off. <laughs> or she shrugged it off. My mistake. He shrugged it off. All right. She. I was so ready for when um, uh, D'Onofrio was like, what? Right before he's killed. He's like, all right, hold on. Hold, stay there, boy. We're on the same team. I was so ready for Chris Pratt to be like, she's a shit. Then it is. Stick it. Girl is power. He, <laughs> is he obsessed with these dinosaurs, Chris Pratt? That's his so, only character trait. He's like okay. he's into dinosaurs and he's in the Navy. This reminded me of something I wanted to pull up before oh. this thing. So talk about other stuff while I pull this stuff up. Um, so fun fact, I don't have blinds for my windows. So I have to tape posters to cover the window so there's no light shining on me, no extra light. And every week I do it for the show. And slowly my posters have started ripping. You know what? I couldn't find the, the specific uh, reading or like specific information on it. All right. But one thing that I'm tired of seeing in movies <gasps> and that I call bullshit on every single time it's there is this whole alpha and omega thing. Uh, are you talking about the animated wolf movie Alpha and Omega? What? No, I'm talking about this idea that like, oh, you know these these animals hunted packs, and there's the Alpha who's like, I'm in charge, and then there's the Omegas that follow along. I see, I see. That's been proven false scientifically. Even the uh, the scientist who initially wrote the book about that was like, no, I messed up because I was only looking. I didn't account for this aspect of the animals I was looking at. Juan, do you think this is a scientifically accurate film? Uh, no. Let me pull up on Wikipedia under the section controversies, subheading scientific accuracy. A Twitter post attributed to Trev Trevorrow, Trevorrow mm -hmm. stated there would be no feathered dinosaurs in the film. The first Jurassic Park film was lauded by paleontologists for depicting dinosaurs accurately and in keeping with the science of the time, but later discoveries have refuted the view of dinosaurs as invariably scaly creatures. Jurassic World was criticized for purposely ignoring new discoveries and knowledge. In response to these criticisms, Trevorrow, Trevorrow said that Jurassic World was not meant as a documentary film. Documentary? Documentary. Documentary film. It's very inaccurate. It's a sci-fi movie. I mean, obviously, it, it shouldn't matter to your overall enjoyment of the movie. It, I found the movie okay, but, like, it, it, it's, it's a little... The thing with that one, with the whole Alpha and Omega stuff, though, mm. is that it, again, goes into the whole, like, Chad versus non-Chad and, like, people who put themselves on pedestals or like masculinity and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I'm not about that. That's been proven false. Okay. I see. I see. I will get it. Get a new scientific idea to like base your Chadness quote unquote off of. 
I will say, Puan, B.D. Wong tells Irfan Khan that, hey, these aren't scientifically accurate dinosaurs. Yeah, but I don't think the Velociraptors Because you needed that line in this movie. Yeah. But, like, I don't think the Velociraptors were in that uh, grouping. Were they not genetically modified as well? No, those were just normal Velociraptors that they made again. Because, like, those weren't park features. Those were just animals they were training. I see, I see. Oh, they weren't part of the park? Nah. Then why were they there? Because they were like, this is the place that has the dinosaurs, and, like, we want to see dinosaur behavior. I'd like to uh, bring up a, this. The film has a story by credit by Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver, who also share screenplay credits with Derek Connolly and uh, Colin Trevorrow. Trev- Trevorrow, Trevorrow. Rick Listen. Jaffa and Amanda Silver, I didn't realize, are uh, they're the writing team for a lot of the Planet of the Apes movies and the reboots. Also credited writers for Mulan and Avatar 3. Not three, two, specifically. or four, or five, three. <laughs> and Derek Connolly uh, has created a lot of the uh, Colin Trevorrow's stuff. Also, screenplay credits on uh, Detective Pikachu. Uh, tapped to pen the script for a Metal Gear film. And screenplay credit on Monster Trucks. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then shout outs to Michael Giacchino, who did the music on this movie. Uh, I feel like we talked about him on the podcast recently. Uh, oh, he did. A, he also did a Ultron, I think. Mm. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the music in this. Uh, for the most part, I found that in the more serious uh, dramatic moments, uh, it was a little overbearing. But for the most part, I thought, especially for the action sequences, they worked well. Uh, I think they brought in the theme a little too quick. Yeah, I, I didn't like when the theme hit in this one. Like, you don't get... In this one, you don't really get that sense of wonder you got in the first one. No. Well, so I was thinking about how, like... I feel like the first one is a good job of teasing the dinosaurs, but never uh, doing too much. Like, you get the first one with the... Uh, is it the bronchosauruses, the long necks? Yeah. Where it's like this incredible thing, but then it keeps teasing the T Rex. And then when it finally shows, it's like, this is the scariest fucking thing ever. And I feel like. Well, in a sense, this movie also teases the T Rex. (laughs) uh, Sure, but there's also the the Indominus Rex, which is the more of a focus. And I felt like we got a little too much of it before the actual. There was no reveal glory shot of the Indominus Rex. Nah. I thought when they first see it in the cage, it was a perfect moment to be like, here's the pan to reveal the entire dinosaur in its whole long-armedness. But um, I was waiting for that. This is it. Just let you freeze in fear of this uh, creature. And they, I, I was never getting that. Yeah. I was so disappointed. They, they didn't have a moment like in that uh, American Godzilla movie that came out a couple years ago. With Matthew Broderick? No, the one that came out after that one. I have not seen either. Where it's like they kept they kept showing like large-scale disaster scenes, but like not showing the entirety of Godzilla. 
or like if they are it's like for only a few seconds in like the distance wasn't one of the one of the things people remember of that that movie is that like he doesn't show up till the end of the movie you don't see him as like a main focus for the majority of the movie i see but he is definitely involved with most of that movie i forgot that godzilla versus king kong was coming out this month yeah and i'm like do i want to go back and watch those movies i kind of do um i won't but i kind of do want to so I got the second one on Blu-ray because I really like those fight scenes, but I Wait. have yet to watch it. There's not two Godzillas, right? It's a Godzilla and then Kong and then Kong versus Godzilla, right? There's no, two. there's a second Godzilla. Godzilla there's King a of second Monsters. Godzilla? Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. I and that one shows you that. a lot of Godzilla and like it brings in all the other big like ones. Mothra's in that too, right? And yeah. All the other ones? I forgot. Holy crap, I completely forgot that movie existed. I remember... It, I always saw that trailer in theaters like, oh, this looks cool. Maybe I'll watch it. And then I did it. It, it, it was fun to see it in theaters. And um, I got the Blu-ray of it, but I still haven't watched that Blu-ray because the main plot of that irks me so much. Thankfully, we don't have to do- go into that movie. Yeah. So what else to say about this movie? Um... um... I completely forgot that there was a T-Rex. Like they and had then, one. Yeah, because I feel like I forgot about that scene when the when I think it's Bryce Dallas Howard who's like, oh, this is here. It's very briefly teased early on. Um, oh, they do. Yeah, they, they do bring it up later as if we should know what's in that gate. Yeah. And then I was reading that like it's supposed to be the same T-Rex from the first Jurassic Park, which is like, what? Why? I don't have that. Di- I don't know how dinosaurs work, but that doesn't sound right at all. But like, what? Why does that matter? I, it's, I mean, it's, we the the fact that like we couldn't tell, it it doesn't make any difference. Continuity. Like sometimes, just let a thing be a new thing. But come on, that's not how movies work anymore. <laughs> Did Chris Pratt have an accent early on in this movie? Did he? I felt like there was a bit of like a like a southern thing maybe going on with him, but then it was gone by the end, so maybe I was just making that up. Maybe I just don't know what Chris Pratt's voice is like. I mean, it felt like early in the movie he was really putting on the machismo, yes. which like died down a little bit when he was like, you know, actually being the man doing the axe. Does he ever kill a dinosaur? <sighs> Because remember, it's a good question. Bryce Dallas Howard kills the one that's about to attack him. That's or a good he's question. Attacking him. I don't I, think he I, kills I don't have an answer for you for that. And he's our hero. Because he's the man. That really is the only reason, right? That he's yeah. the man and that's why he's the main character? Yeah. That Bryce... Hold on. This is a message to... to, to I don't know. Is Colin Trevorrow doing the third Jurassic World? Who's doing the third Jurassic World? There's a third Jurassic World. They're doing, it's like Jurassic World Dominion. I didn't mean to mute myself. Remember, Pawan, the second Jurassic World, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. We're going to be talking about that in a couple weeks. Of course, they're making a third one. one. Of course, they're they're making a third one. Yeah. Hey, Colin. Christmas Simpson here. Uh, I think uh, my co-host Pod Meta will sign in on this. Uh, 
you don't need Chris Pratt for the third one. And this isn't, I personally don't have anything wrong with Chris Pratt. I know the internet might. Um, oh God, something's going to, we're going to find something out about him soon, aren't we? That's how this always works when you talk about it on a podcast. Um, Chris Pratt, he has the Marvel money. He has the Lego money. He doesn't need their Jurassic money, assumedly. Bryce Dallas Howard seems capable enough to headline this franchise by herself. Think about it. Just think about it. I mean, wasn't he one of the... Didn't he write a script for, like, episode 9 that got leaked? Oh, he was he was the original director of episode 9. Then Last Jedi came out, and they got scared. And then what, was it Book of Eli he, he had released that no one liked? Maybe, I don't know. He had a, a smaller movie come out that got panned. That along with uh, everyone just hating... Uh, not Wait, Book of ever. Eli is older. A uh, Book of Henry, sorry, Book of Henry. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Book of Henry came Maybe. out. And, Wait, when and did that? So yeah, they... That came was, out 2017. Yeah, he was going to do episode nine, but then they replaced him with JJ. And I think he still has a story by credit, but it, it, it's, uh, as we all know, it's, it's completely different from what uh, it was, seemed like it was originally going to be. Can't wait till we talk about that movie and how uh, you can't actually... Well, I guess you can by looking it up, but like an important plot point of that movie was in Fortnite. <laughs> well, it's not a plot point. It's a thing that just happens. And they tell you what happens to your exposition. I mean, in, in a sense, from my understanding, that's what the movie is. That Those are its plot points. It's, <laughs> it's what it's... We'll get to that. We'll get to I, it. As I'm aware, there's a short film that's part of the Jurassic Park franchise called Battle at Big Rock and follows the events of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It stars Andre Holland and Natalie Martinez. Oh, I thought Naya Martinez went outside, but but she I'm sure she's cool. Andre Holland, uh one of the dudes from Moonlight. He played yeah. Kevin in Moonlight. Also from uh The Nick. Oh, he's very a important like character in the Nick. Like the Nick. Oh, I forgot that it came out. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh so dinosaurs, they fight. That was nice. It was nice I to see the raptor, the velociraptors just jumping on top of him and just going, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that was, I, I'll say, really dumb, really cool. And 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 the, the camera can comes in and closes, closes up to them, uh, to the fight, and then pulls out. And then there was this cool moment where uh, uh, the fake family of Bryce Dallas Howard, two kids, I know, and Chris Pratt are like running through a store. And it's like this one shot following them and then as they reach the the door it pulls out and it's this one shot of the, them fighting and then the the dominus falls near the water and out of nowhere the giant water one comes into action it's like oh i like i like the flow of the action sequences mm. could the movie as a whole use the trim i think so Oh, totally yeah it, it, i didn't it, it could have been shorter you know, we uh, I brought up earlier how we talked about the first one kind of just ends and I, that something's missing. I didn't like the resolution at the end of this movie because, like, how? 
I'll be honest, as soon as like the people were starting to panic in the uh like on that one block that they keep cutting back to with all the pterodactyls. Yeah. Uh, I was starting to look at the time left and I was like, I'm I'm bored and I'm tired. This movie's long. It is a long movie. It is a long movie. Um, and the thing is, it's not that long considering some of the movies we have seen. It just feels longer than it warrants. It's it's so much of it, it is empty though. Yeah. And I think that makes it feel longer. Yeah. As dumb as these are, like I think Fast and the Furious is a perfect example of something that's so dumb, but you kind of care about it. And like because it, of how whole it was a bit longer, but it was great. Yeah, and I just I don't care about any of the characters in this movie. Yeah, I feel like I want to, but the movie never says, "Hey, this is why these people uh, are are aren't perfect, but are trying to get better and trying to grow as human beings." And and I don't know it. I hated that opening moment when she's like, oh, it's been, what, three or four years since I've seen you? And the dude's like, it's been seven years. And I'm like, wait, how old is the little kid? Uh, I don't think she saw the little kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> even if he's 10, right? He has no memories of his aunt. And yeah. so why did he run and hug her? Uh, because, listen, his family's going through a divorce. This is at least one member of the family that's going to stay there. <laughs> and are we to assume the family's no longer divorcing? Like, what was that ending? That's uh, not, that's not going to bring them together. That's only going to pull them apart. The, the dad's going to be mad at the mom for being like, hey, let's, let's have them stay with the aunt while we're getting divorced. And the dad probably was like, that's a terrible idea. But then they did. And then the kids That's a pterodactyl idea. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed I somehow did that while I was talking. I thought we were just gonna that wasn't intentional. The others have been very intentional and then sadly it didn't. Yeah. Well, there goes that. Do you know if the kids show up in two? I haven't seen two. All I know is that a kingdom's about to fall. It looks like they don't. Which again just makes me hate these characters anymore even more. Because, like, why were the kids here? What? You're, you're telling me in Pirates 4 you didn't like the one dude who was like, I'm a Christian, and the mermaid? Oh, my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> why did you remind me that that's a plot point? <laughs> that's one of the dumbest things I've seen in a movie. You didn't like the Christian? As oh, you can see, as you can see, uh, the the uh, toll of these movies are starting to take hold. I think like Colin Trevorrow didn't direct the second one. I mean, there was a quick turnaround. Yeah, I think he was also expecting to do a Star Wars at the same time, you know. <laughs> but uh, Disney... wait, there's there's a TV show, like a Netflix animated show, I think. Huh. Oh, my leg fell asleep. My leg fell asleep. Uh, J.A. Bayona. 
was the director of uh, the movie we're going to talk about at some point. He has some credits. He has he has uh, the impossible. He has uh, a monster calls. Both supposed to be great. Never got a chance to watch. But uh, he's got Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll be honest. I thought we'd we get into a conversation about like B.D. Wong and Vincent D'Onofrio's characters, but I, I mean, you think they're there? They're there, and like, so they reminded me a lot of that plot point from the first movie. Again, hearkening back, where it's just like it's setting up something that's going to be explored later, but like it doesn't amount to anything here. No. So look forward to that conversation when we talk about Fallen Kingdom. You know what might have been my favorite moment in this movie? What? Uh, when Jake Johnson's like, I'm going to stay here. And then he leans in to kiss her. And she's Do like, you like that? Because in my mind, I was like, this moment's so dumb. You know what would make it dumber if he tried to kiss her? And then he did. The thing is, it reminded me a lot of those comedies and stuff like that where, like, the schlubby guy tries to do that and it's just, she's just like, oh, the reason why I can't do that is be- is not because I just don't like you. It's because I'm already tied to something else or I literally do not prefer your gender. But it wasn't, like, a mean-spirited thing. I it wasn't, but, like, it's, I liked, I liked it's a joke that's tied to that sort of mentality. I like the simplicity of, oh, I have a boyfriend. He's like, oh, you never mentioned her. I'm like, and she's like, yeah, I'm at work. Like, yeah, why would she need to bring that up? You're just co-workers. Oh, yeah. And speaking of uh, Jake, Joe Johnson, Jake Johnson, John John hey, Johnston. Hey, hey, I know he's just a schlubby white guy. Jake Johnson's one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood right now. All right. He's incredible I, in New Girl. And he has he's the greatest Peter Parker we've seen on screen. There, there was that uh, one scene where Chris Pratt's in the control room and he's angry that they're not doing what he says and he just knocks over the dinosaurs. And I was just like, what, what did the death dinosaurs do to you, Chris Pratt? Yes. <laughs> also, like, it feels like the movie thinks that's more dramatic than it did. Like, it expected, a, like, there was no big loud bang of him swiping the toys. There were tiny like, light toys. toys. And so it was just like a little, like, oh, that's, that's not what you thought. You, you and it's just doing. like, wh- why are you fighting the plastic dinosaurs that can't attack instead of the big dinosaurs that are killing people? Yeah. You're wasting your energy, bro. No. <laughs> Shout outs to Omar Sai, who plays Barry, Owen's assistant who helps cap, uh, who helps care for the raptors, who, um, I thought they totally weren't gonna. They were. I thought they were gonna do the black dude dies in this movie, and they didn't. But like, it was also weird because he felt completely unnecessary. Oh, he was. If anything, he was just a hype man for Chris Pratt. Oh, that, that was his was. role. <laughs> he was, but he lived at the end. I think. Now I'm starting to think. Did he die? He was like, "Yo, Chris Pratt's the G man. Like he, he he's so great. Like he's he's the best at his job." Wait, All right, did he peace. die? I'm trying to remember. I don't if he think died he, or did. Not. He, he did. I think right? he escaped. Okay. I was unaware he's uh he's in the Untouchables. You're familiar with this? 
That movie sounds familiar. 2011 French buddy drama. It was like the highest grossing film ever in France. It's it's supposed to be great. Eventually, it was remade in America with um, Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. Okay. It's like billionaire in a wheelchair, and he has Kevin Hart. He hires uh, Kevin Hart to be his assistant, yeah. and they form, form a bond. The original is supposed to be spectacular, though, and he's, he's, he's the uh, original Kevin Hart in that movie. Again, there's another line in this movie that, that harkens back to the original that, like, again irked me a little bit where it was like million years of instinct it's like no they didn't exist for those millions of years that doesn't count <laughs> that's not how that works <laughs> who said wasn't it like d'onofrio who said though d'onofrio doesn't know science but like then it would have been an easy layup for like chris pratt to be like you know nothing about dinosaurs does does a Pratt know the science behind dinosaurs or just how to take care of them? But like, he'd be able to be like, that's not, in, that's not how instinct works or something like that. I don't know. Again, it's just a small thing that came back again. I didn't like it. That's fair. That's fair. All right. I think that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, anymore? Uh, nah, nah. Uh, here's something that I'd like to play with the new segment. Uh, we'll call it Rating the Rating, I guess. <laughs> this film is rated PG-13 for intense sequences of science fiction, violence, and peril. Do you think it matches that description? Yeah. I like how vague it is. Intense sequences of science fiction, violence, and peril. I mean, the one MPAA rating that I'll never get over is for the extended edition of The Hobbit 3, where it's rated R for some violence. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> the Battle of the Three Ar- Five Armies? Yeah. <laughs> some <R>. What? <laughs> Like nothing else, just some violence. <laughs> I gotta look this up. <laughs> LA Times. What could possibly be in the Hobbit extended edition that warranted an R rating? There's no answer. <laughs> Why? But like literally the description is just some violence. <laughs> Like it's it's so nonchalant for like the highest rating you could give a movie outside of you know not being able to show in theaters, and I can't find an explanation other than <laughs> some violence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm. You know, it's got some in there somewhere. Okay. <laughs> God, I hate it. I hate I mean, it. the whole movie's a battle, right? Like, I'd assume there'd be some, there'd be violence in there for like maybe five, ten minutes somewhere. Give it an, throw it an R. <laughs> it's like you know what the extended edition. There might be an extra two, three minutes. Nah, that can't pass as a PG thirteen anymore. <laughs> you know, so many movies are going for PG thirteen rather than R. We gotta hit that R quota. So uh, let's let's toss an R on the Battle of the Five Armies. I mean, like, 
that that is a thing that isn't there anymore like the low-key r-rated movie like these days when the movie's rated r it's a choice nomadland yeah but like action you know movies. why do you know why nomadland's rated r because she like her tits are in that one scene for two seconds <laughs> it's a very artful chill relaxed Wait, moment for, yeah that's a good point because like in total recall the reboot that was rated pg-13 yet they still did the three tits moment Wait, they show all three tits yeah <laughs> and it's like towards the beginning of the movie see see but it's not nudity it's sci-fi nudity <laughs> it's science fiction nudity, my mistake so my real. mistake and like the thing is, it's not like it was at a distance the way it was in Nomadland. Like it's just like literally, he's just like turns around and there's a woman just like, Ugh. <laughs> what? I'm not gonna regret looking this up. <laughs> and it still got PG-13. Huh? It occurs to me. I don't know what Total Recall's about, and it's very confusing that there's a movie known for a three boobed lady. I mean, what no better about. what better idea of the future and science can you think of than like, uh, yo, give me an extra titty. <laughs> I forgot this was Paul Verhoeven. He does weird stuff, doesn't he? What's he known for? Uh, Robocop, uh, Showgirls. Oh, did did he do the thing. original Total Recall? Yeah, or the original. did he do the new one? Oh. Who did the new one? Uh, John Stamos. Did you know that? Wait, really? John Stamos directed <laughs> no, it? No. That would be crazy. Len Wiseman. I enjoyed that movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, he's known for the Underworld films. Also did Live Free and Die Hard. He's known for the Underworld films. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Bryant Cranston is in that one? Yeah, it's, it's got a pretty good cast. The weird thing is, if you take out Breaking Bad, Brian Cranston is prime that dude material. He's like, in the uh, most random movies, and like Kate Beckinsale, like he's he's got to have his wife show up. Like well, she, wife. I think so. Len and Wiseman? like she's star of the Underworld movies. Um, they're divorced now. Oh. Well, back to Jurassic World. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dinosaurs I thought, I thought fight. we were done. We're pretty done with we're yeah. talking about it, right? Yeah, I think so. But it's not perfect. Nah. Miss Simpson. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. How how, how would you uh, d- dabble in this uh, movie edit? You know, a script whatever change things around to make it better all right so so colin colin here colin here listen to me i got some notes for you and and i think it it would improve this movie and really the franchise as a whole all right first off dad really sad about no family breakfast (laughs) so judy is like hey kids hold on you haven't started walking to your gate or anything you're just in line Join us and we'll sit at the nearest Starbucks because there's a Starbucks already. Let's use the other Starbucks. And they have a couple croissants together. Damn, now I kind of want a croissant. 
I haven't had a Starbucks croissant in forever. I haven't had a croissant in forever. God. Now I'm sad. All right. Well, there goes that. You know what? Maybe I'll, that's what I'm going to use my, one of the Starbucks gift cards I have that I've had for like three years. Maybe that's what I'll use it on. I'll buy a croissant. (laughs) Now, (laughs) now, do you remember the scene when I think uh, Lauren Lapkus is, is like, hey, it's a phase one real world or whatever, right? It's like stuff's happening. Um, I went to then cut to the dude who has to tell everyone it. And he's like, what does that mean? And then he spends 20 minutes trying to Google what it is. <laughs> you get a bit of that later with the dude who's... who, And we didn't even mention the, the gyrospheres, which are cool ideas. The dude running it, he's like, hey, everyone go back. And then he pulls out his manual to figure out what to do. You know... <laughs> That kind of reminded me that 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 renewed my fear in roller coasters. Oh, I've never been on a roller coaster and like rides like that because like you're leaving your life up to the hand of this high schooler who's just here as a summer job. Yeah, very <laughs> scared. Uh, my next fix. Do you remember? Um, so there's this scene where they they like find a car, right? I don't even remember how they get that car. And then they're they're driving, and that entire crowd's running through them. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a similar scene in a film we discussed in episode zero of War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. where they're driving, and then everyone starts like banging on the car and tries to take the car from them? Oh, That's right, going right. to happen in this movie. <laughs> it made no sense that everyone was just running past the car. Someone would be like, hey, give me the car. And maybe Chris Pratt punches one of them. Thus... Making the kids go, oh, Chris Pratt, you're cool. We want to stay with you. There we go. I tied that uh, logic so that made sense now. All right? Chris that, Pratt that gave me an you. idea Ooh, yeah. for that very same scene. Same. And my final uh, inspiration. None of the human characters are interested in this movie, right? Who is the most interesting character in this film? The Velociraptors. No. Is it not the uh, captive trying to break out of its cage, trying to shake off its captors? Yes, the Indominus Rex is the main character of this movie, if you think about it. And the most uh, sympathetic character in this, this, this entry in the Jurassic franchise. And so I think the film should be reshaped, keeping all this stuff I added, uh, to be very Planet of the Apes-like, all right? The Indominus Rex be played by a mocap actor. Let's say Andy Serkis is a brother. Does he have a brother? Because Serkis is too busy. You know, he has, he just did Ultron this year. He has many roles. So let's get someone uh, he trusts to play the Indominus Rex. And you have a lot more moments of the Indominus Rex by itself, where it's trying to explore the world, figure things out, and slowly has an arc of its own. The Indominus Rex is not killed in the end, but rather kills the T-Rex and all the Velociraptors and then runs off to never be uh, noted again. Okay, As so we know... The, I, I got an idea to add on to yours. Th- this is separate from my idea, so I'm just going to string it onto yours. Uh, why don't we make this a King Kong-style movie where uh, Bryce Dallas Howard falls in love with Indominus Rex? Whoa! <laughs> but we know the Indominus Rex female so whoa (laughs) i apologize 
Wow, we just aired out one of my prejudices right now. Good <laughs> for you. I apologize. You're right. I'm all for it. Bryce Dallas Howard falls in love with Indom- Indominus Rex. And all right, let's just continue this rewrite. Instead of the Indominus Rex being knocked by the T-Rex into the water, the Indominus Rex knocks Chris Pratt into the water where he is killed by the, the water dinosaur. Thus giving Bryce Dallas Howard the, uh, the, the reins of the franchise as the sole lead. Plus you have this exploration of the dinosaur-human romance. I like this. I like this, Pallon. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's that's what the Planet of the Apes movies were missing. <laughs> a romance between Andy Serkis and uh, I guess James Franco in the first one. Yeah. Or uh or uh, uh Woody Harrelson in the third one. I forget who's the dude in the second one. Was there a dude in the second there one? There was a dude in the second one. He had like a family. And I can picture the dude's face, but I can never remember his name. I am looking that up right now. In Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the dude is Jason Clark. Oh, I've got Carrie mm. Russell's the wife, his wife in this too. All right, cool. So those were yeah. some great fixes. Thank you. Um now let's let's talk about what I'd do. I'm excited. Let's talk about what I'd do. So you you brought up that scene where they find the car and they're uh escaping in the car while other people are running around them. What what needs to be added in that is uh let's let's make that car ride a little bumpy if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Please elaborate. Uh, but literally, it becomes a bumpy ride because they're running over people trying to escape. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> so let, let's throw that in there. Uh, you know what? We we see the Pandora store. Let's see the the Bronchiosaurus necklace. The fans have been waiting, clamoring for it. <laughs> uh, we, we brought up the, uh, the what we should do with the tank. Throw that shit on some casters. Yeah, let yeah. it move around. As things get crazy, people are like, wait, the th- tank is moving. And then, th- and then the dinosaur is just like pushing it like up against it. So <laughs> it just keeps... Oh, that's kind of sad. The dinosaur keeps like banging its head up against the tank to push it. Well, forward. not not too hard because like it knows the cor- correct okay. amount. It's it's not in pain. It's not in pain. It's okay, that's good. Mo- that's good. Thank it's you. mobile. I see. And now it's more a part of the fight than just like a last <laughs> resort. Instead, instead of just munching up people, it also rolls over humans <laughs> on on the small little wheels there. <laughs> So much you're running over humans in your movie. Yeah, it's crazy. Are you sure it might not turn to rated R for some violence? <laughs> Listen, maybe maybe this movie needs some violence. <laughs> Go on. And uh, my, my biggest fix. My biggest fix. Oh, wait, wait. Before we get to that. Again, ch- change it to Triassic World. Come on, it's right there. It's right there. You brought up why it's in poor taste to name it Jurassic Park. Why wouldn't it be in poor taste to also name it Jurassic World? Triassic World. Boom. Works. Um, so now the biggest fix. Towards the end of the fight with the Indominus Rex, the, the T-Rex and the Velociraptor are just biting into it. And what's happening? It's, it's ripping apart. Oh no. no. Out comes a bunch of different animals that made up the DNA of the Indominus Rex. And they all <laughs> flee into different corners. And then like uh and Chris Pratt's like, 
we need to get all of them back before they reform on their own. And that's the sequel tease. And then I, would you mind if I, if I, if I add on to this? Go ahead. And then Chris Pratt goes, I know who to call. Pulls out a phone. Go boop, 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 boop. As he calls. Hey, hey, you're the guy, right? Because I need the day. I need the guy. I need the guy, Newt. And it's Eddie Redmayne from the Fantastic Beasts films. Exactly. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how I'd fix it. <laughs> so, yeah, just throwing a little Planet of the Apes and a little Wizarding World. And you got yourself. I think Colin. Can I call you Colin? I feel like I'm a little too far. Mr. Trevorrow. Trevorrow. And this is when you you quote the movie like, "Why are you call me Mr. Trevorrow? You just call me, just call me Owen or Colin, you know." And you're like, "Mr. Trevorrow, you you follow what we think, and and eventually, Jurassic World will take Avatar's place as the highest grossing film." Of whoa, all whoa, time. whoa, whoa! Not Jurassic World, Triassic World. Sorry, Triassic, <laughs> Triassic World Dominion will be the highest grossing film of all time. All right. Thank you, Colin. So that's how. <laughs> so, those so we've our talked opinions. about our opinions, our our problems, our gripes, our quivers, quivers, our queries, our queries. I think quivers are the collectibles in ukulele in the impossible layer. We we've talked about our queries. We we've talked about our uh, potentials, but this. Film, film analysis isn't about potentials or queries. No, no it's about the facts. It's about facts. The cold hard facts, all right? Let me just fix my microphone before I do this. I wanted to recline a bit, but I got to adjust, all right? I'm going to mute my mic because then it's going to hear the squeaks of my chair. So, Puan, you say stuff as I adjust. So, like, we all know. We all know why you're here. Why delay it any further than we have to by just elongating this sentence? There's no need for it. But we're gonna do it anyway. We're 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 counting down to what we're about to do. Three, two, one. All and right. here's the list of the billion dollar rankings. That time perfectly. All right, Poan, as we do every week, there is a coin. It's going to be flipped. Heads. One, two, three. Flippy, flippy, flip, 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 flop. It's tails. What was last week's movie? Oh, Ultron. <laughs> I mean, that, that was a great question. What was last week's movie? <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay. Ms. Simpson. Yes. This is not about your estimation of the film. This is about cold hard facts. Is this movie, is facts. Jurassic World better or worse than Avengers Age of Ultron? Better. Okay. Is this film better or worse than Transformers Age of Extinction? And by extension, better. better. Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. Oh, okay. So you had to say that. I was going to say better, but now it's. No, I'll say better. It's I'll too late. Uh, is this film better or worse than Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, and by extension, Marvel's The Avengers? I'm not a fan of Phantom Menace that much. But also, so, like. No, I no, no. Like you, you can't base it off of Avengers. You got to base it off of Star Wars episode. No, one. no, no. I was going to say, like, I do think there are the, the episode one has higher highs than this 
but I also think episode one has lower lows. So I'll say better. Whoa. Okay. Is this film better or worse than The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey? Now, if you look at this list, Blonde. No, no, no. Just off of The Hobbit. <laughs> better. <laughs> Fuck. Is this film better or worse than Titanic? Worse. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> so was that 20 to 23? Yeah. Oh, why did I put the random name generator? That's why would you I? You know, use let's that? see what the name is for this movie. Let's see what name we get. <laughs> All right, the Numbertron goes from Indominus Rex. Oh no! So the number is twenty-two. Twenty-two. <laughs> Holy! Sh- I'm so happy <laughs> that it it didn't land on a different number. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's count down okay. the list. <laughs> to recap, at number 47, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. At 46, Alice in Wonderland. 45, Toy Story 3. 44, Avatar. 41, Transformers Dark of the Moon. <laughs> 40, Avengers Age of Ultron. 38, Transformers Age of Extinction. <laughs> 37 Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. 34 Star Wars Episode 1 Phantom Menace. 33 Dark Knight Rises. 32 The Dark Knight. 31 Marvel's The Avengers. 28 The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. 27 Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. 26 Jurassic Park. 25 Iron Man 3. 24 Frozen. 22 Jurassic World. <laughs> Tied at 21. Dr. Seuss is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Jordan Peele's Us, and At number knows? 19, Titanic. At number 3, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. At number 2, Furious 7. And at number 1, Skyfall. What a list. What, what a what list. What cold hard facts we have wrought. I was, I'm like Vincent D'Onofrio in this movie. I don't know the science. I expect dinosaurs to be millions of years old, but wow, I was wrong. You know, the thing is, new is always new is usually better, it seems, especially with this list. Typically. Typically not always. Can but like number one what? number one is number one is Skyfall. Skyfall is like nine weeks old now, right? I don't but know. but let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. A lot of this list so far, bottom half. Like bottom half. I don't know. <laughs> We, well, science told us it's it's mainly bottom exactly half. yeah that's right you're you're right and uh so so far the big things that people might find controversial um factually age of extinction better than dark of the moon yeah <laughs> um factually age of, age of extinction the most important age we've had is it also better than age of ultron yeah all right, there we go. Um, and another one, uh, Jurassic World, better than Jurassic Park. Factually, th- those it's are the science. cold hard facts. We 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 have no say on the matter. No, we neither don't. do you. I mean, you could tell us how you feel about it, but like that change yeah, that yeah, doesn't he, change anything. You can you can tell us at the email. Paul. What's the email again? A billion underscore movie underscore dollar move underscore clubs 
underscore billion dollar movie club uh at aol dot time warner dot uh yahoo dot gmail dot uh hotmail dot uh space force dot uh ghost truckers dot com so thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the billion dollar movie club join us next week when we we discuss minions i believe let me double check. I think we're talking about Minions next week. We're talking about Minions. Minion Friday, baby, is coming up. Minion Fridays. Looking at the list. Baby. Minion and, Fridays. Uh, yeah. Minions from Minion Illumination Fridays. Pictures. Currently and streaming nowhere, so <laughs> we'll figure that out. And you know what? As, as they say in the ghost truck uh, forums... They don't say anything because they're ghosts. <laughs> but but they do pull on the horn. <laughs> Shout out to Maxless Machia. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You you folks You seem you to be fa- uncertain about that time. You you phrase that as a question. So I'm like, you know what? No. Shout out to Maxless Machio. Thank you. Thank Boom. You. I wasn't sure if we were moving. All for you. All for uh, you. Shout out to uh, Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum. You know, maybe Shout- if you were in this movie, this movie would be number four. Shout out to Irfan Khan. Like, you know what? Yeah. You flew that helicopter, bro. You flew it. R.I.P. Real talk. Like, no joking. Like, R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, shout out to um, to my boy, the Velocis. The Velocis. They they deserve a shout out. Um, Juan, blues a girl. Listen, you could be male or female. That that doesn't uh, exclude you from being a boy, all right? The boys. The TV show? Yeah, there's 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 woman in boys. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. There's woman. Are you talking about the the squad of boys? Are you talking about the TBS late two thousands comedy My Boys? What? My mom used to watch that show. There was, was a show guy. called My Boys. Let me let me make sure I didn't make that up. My boy. <laughs> My Boys is an American television sitcom that debuted on November 28, 2006 on TBS. The show deals with a sports columnist in Chicago, Illinois, and the men in her life, including her brother and her best friend. I guess those are her boys. <laughs> Oh, Reed Scott was in this? Jim Gaffigan's in this. I remember him being in this. Jim Gaffigan. Uh, sh- shout, shout out to uh, Dinosaurs. Y'all, y'all were the, the TV show? Nah. You know what? Shout out to the TV show, too. Hey, you know I what? know you're a fan of the TV show. Hell yeah. Shout out to that TV show. Honestly, listen. Um, I tweeted this out at one point, but like I'm going to say it here. It, in my version of WandaVision. People were like, yo, I'd have in the er, er, pre-80s, I'd have this show. 80s, I'd have this show. The entire thing, dinosaurs all the way. It would just be re-airing dinosaurs as if it's a new show. Like, there would would, be no changes. Would you also be a a Muppet? No, it it would just be dinosaurs. I would not be a part of it. I don't know if you understand how (laughs) WandaVision works. (laughs) WandaVision is just not, what's your favorite show? (laughs) No, no, no. That's see. That's because that's the Marvel version. They didn't. They weren't. They were too afraid to take chances with it. 
the biggest risk would be just be like, you know what? Here's this new version of WandaVision. Boom, psych. It's literally just re-airing an old show as a completely new thing. <laughs> Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on the Spotify's, Apple Music's, Google Play Music's. Um, the, the SoundClouds. You, you already know what it is. Come on. Hit you us know up. what it is, black and yellow, you know? You already know what the fuck this is. You already know who you're listening to. I, I honestly love it when SoundCloud rappers do that. It's like, bruh, I literally just found you. I don't know who you are. <laughs> and so I'll leave you with two important lessons we've taken from this film. Flora are plants. <laughs> so three important lessons from this film. Flora are, flora are plants. A promise tomorrow is worth less than trying today. And importantly, remember, it can camouflage. Well, that that was a mess.